Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome listeners. This is episode number 19 of Doing Divorce Different. Today, our episode is going to introduce you to Michelle Kenny. She's an amazing mom and educator and counselor, and she is found at peaceandparenting.com. I will put all her information in the show notes. Her tools have changed my life, and I think that Whether you're going through a divorce, co-parenting with someone, the tools that she has for us today are going to help you. I hope they help you like they've helped me become a better parent. Stay tuned. Welcome, friends. I am here today, very excited, with kind of a new friend of mine, Michelle Kenny. Um, and I, I kind of call you the connecting parenting expert. And I say you're a new friend because I heard you on a podcast a couple weeks ago. And I mean, my listeners know I'm a grandma. I've got adult kids, but I do have one in high school still too. <laughs> so I actually have used some of your advice on connecting. And it has been such an eye opener that I just wanted to have you here because it's helped my life. So I know it's going to help my listeners lives. So if we want to just kind of start and maybe you can, you know, let us know what led you down this path. We always love those authentic stories about why people are here. And then maybe just an overall of some of your parenting tips, because they're so helpful. And then of course, because this is about doing divorce different, how you can help walk your kids through the divorce process. That's kind of what, where I want to go with this. And perfect. All right. Well, you keep me in, you keep me in check if I veer (laughs) down a a road of ridiculous stories that make no sense, but thank you, Lisa, for so much for having me. And I'm so excited to talk about divorce. You know, I'm divorced mom too. Mm -hmm. I have two daughters who are 12 and 15 and I love talking about divorce because I think it's a space that where we need a lot of compassion for ourselves and for our kids. So thank you for having me on. Um, I'm a former teacher and high school counselor, and I always loved kids. And I thought I would be an incredible mom. And I wanted nothing more than to have family and be a stay-at-home mom and do the whole thing. And I did it. And about three years into it, for maybe three and a half years into it, I started to really struggle. And I had a lot of power struggles with my oldest very sweet, very strong-willed, and very sensitive oldest daughter. And it got to the point where I was going to bed frustrated and crying every night because I was deeply into shaming and punishments and rewards and yelling. Mm -hmm. And at some point I thought, I need help because whatever I was doing in the classroom is not working at home. And I found connective parenting and I 
the moment I started using it, I couldn't believe that you could actually parent without using punishments and without using shame and without using all the things that I was brought up, you know, in a family where my parents used. And um, she immediately started to turn around and she immediately started to really respond to it. And so I loved it so much that I became a certified um, parenting instructor through Hand in Hand Parenting. Um, and Patty Whitfler was my mentor. And she's the founder, and it's a lovely organization, and it just it's all about connecting with your kids. And you know, you have so many resources. We're gonna put your website in the show notes, I and mean, you're on Instagram too. But I know you have resources, you have blogs, you have courses, and uh, you know, I don't know how old your daughter was when you started doing this connective parenting. But I feel like I need to apologize to my adult children. (laughs) And now I can teach them how, you know, I've got a grandson. I can teach them, you know, they can follow you. But there's still hope that, you know, I'm able to connect. And um, I can't tell you how much I love it and how you, I didn't think I could stay calm. And one thing that I loved is that I heard you're a recovering yeller. Yeah. And it brought me back years to like, oh, remember the days when you had all these little kids and then you'd just start screaming at them. Yeah. And then, you know, ding dong, the doorbell would ring and you'd totally stop. You'd go to the door <laughs> and your throat would be burning because you had just yelled and that was the shame of it. Uh-huh. So, you know, another thing that I love about you is you're gentle because we do need to be forgiving with ourselves yeah. too. Yeah. That's part of it. It um, is. Because if you're not, then it's you have a hard time finding that gentleness for your kids when they mess up. And so finding it for yourself lays the groundwork for you, finding it for everyone, right? But most right. especially your kids. But yeah. I think we're so hard on ourselves, you know, especially as women. We're really hard on ourselves. We think we should know what we're doing. We think that mothering should come organically and we should know everything. And we shame ourselves when we don't. And there's we don't know everything and that's okay. Right. Totally okay. Well, and for the listeners, you know, we're kind of talking about what connective parenting is, but it's kind of what I've learned, and I need you to go more into it is that when I see my daughter misbehaving or lashing out at me, I kind of join her and I say, you know, I can hear that you're feeling really nervous about going to the dentist, and I can understand that you don't want to go. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go either. I've never done that before. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Well, that's just empathy, but you, no one probably did it for you. Yeah. And so how can we know what empathy feels like or that it's useful or that it's, you know, effective if no one ever did it to us? Nobody was empathic with me ever. And so like you, I came to my kids with empathy and I was like, I think I was faking it mostly. I'd be like, yes. I understand. <laughs> you seem upset. <laughs> I'm right. sure they were thinking, hmm, who is this weird person? But over time, you start to believe it and feel it and know it. And, and it feels we- good to you, too. Yeah. Who wa- doesn't want empathy? Right. I do. I need some. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So I talked about my journey. Um, where else am I supposed to go, Lisa? Well, I just, I want to know a little bit more general parenting tips. I know yeah. like on your website, you have five steps that make it easier to get a kid to cooperate. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe if you can just kind of touch on those. Yeah. Or, or more importantly, like, I think that there's, a you know, many different kinds of ways to parent your children, obviously, but mostly we use conventional parenting or we use connected parenting. Those are kind of the big things right now. And what conventional parenting is, is it says, oh, this child's misbehaving. They're doing something I don't like. So what, what reward or what punishment can I inflict in order to get a different behavior? And what connected parenting says is, I see a behavior I don't like. What can I do to get connected to this child so that I can get them thinking better? Because what happens to a kid who's not doing well, who's not you know, behaving, quote unquote, I hate that word, but mm -hmm. who's not behaving well is that they're not thinking. Their prefrontal cortex is disengaged and they can't think well. And the prefrontal is their, their reasoning center. And if that reasoning center is offline, then there's no punishment or reward is going to help that reasoning center get back online. Mm -hmm. But connection will. And one of the big components of connection, like you said, is empathy. Yes. So when we can come with empathy, when we can come with play, when we can come with one-on-one -on -one connection with our kid on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and when we can set limits as opposed to infringing punishments, then we have the root of connective parenting, all of those things. Can you explain how you, how you set your limits? Yeah. First, before I explain it, to understand limits is to understand that when a, can't, a kid can't adhere to a limit, like if you say, I'm so sorry, you can't have another cookie, and they have feelings around that, that child, you, we have to make note to ourselves, that child isn't doing well. That's why they can't accept the idea that they're, it, they, they can't accept the idea that they're not going to get another cookie. Mm -hmm. So if we adopt that thinking, then when we set the limit, we say, I'm so sorry you can't have that cookie. We know in our, in our mind and in our heart that child's going to have an upset and we're expecting that upset to happen and we're not going to be angry about it. That's the difference in conventional parenting and connective parenting is that when a child doesn't adhere to a limit, we get angry and we punish and we yell and we are very disturbed by it. You know, and it's almost like your ego or like if there's someone watching or even if there's not, you're thinking, well, and I take it so seriously. I think I've been way too hard on my kids. I take it so seriously that I want to tell them everything. Yeah. You know, I want to instruct them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what I've heard you say is that 80% of what they learn, they learn from modeling your behavior. Yeah. Now, Mama Koski just has to get the patience <laughs> to wait for, you know, because it could be years down the road. Yeah. You're going to model it. Yeah, it's definitely true at the modeling. And guess what? Life teaches them all these lessons. We all know that. Life right. has taught me all the biggest lessons. Not my mom, not my dad. Sure. They told me stuff that I eventually learned through an experience. Because right. they knew I would. But life really teaches you. If you're mean to somebody, they're not going to be their, your friend. If you, right. if you, you know, go outside without your jacket, you're going to get wet. Like life will, will teach yeah. it to you. You don't have to instruct them on every little thing. Right. Right. So if you were in a situation where you were remaining calm and there was a big blow up yeah. and the child was saying mean things to you, 
How do you handle that? I've had it happen over and over again. I had it happen yesterday. Esme came home. I hope she's not listening. Esme <laughs> came home. She's not. Esme came home from school like on fleek. Like she was just like, it's raining. You didn't park in the right place. I had to walk in the rain. Blah, 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 blah. Then gets in and she was like, I need a Halloween costume. And, and I was like, ooh, somebody's coming in hot today. Like, you know, like, uh-oh. And my immediate thought is, okay, this isn't about me. Right. Now, granted, it's taken me a long time to get here. I've been doing this for 10 years. This isn't me. This isn't about me. And I'm not for one minute going to get pulled into this kerfuffle with her. I'm just going to stay calm. I'm sorry I didn't go to the right place for you. I wasn't sorry I didn't go to the right place for her. But what I was saying is like, I'm sorry you're you're having a hard time that I right. didn't go to the place you want me to do. Right. I'm sorry you're having a hard time. Right. I'm, I'm sure we can figure out your Halloween costume. I'm sure we can't. Blah, blah, blah. On and on and on and on. And I stay quiet and I listen and I don't say a lot. And she keeps going on and on and I don't say anything. And then I said, I'm sorry you're having a hard day today. Is everything okay? I'm just mad. And I just stay quiet and I listen and I don't react. And you know what? It's so much easier. It is. I have found that in the, and I'm telling, I've been doing it a week. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So, um, and my, my kiddo's older, but she's kind of like perplexed. How old is and she? I 16. And so is mine. Mine's 15 and a half. Well, she'll yeah. be 16 in January, but it's the same. They get to these places where everything in their world is bothering them yep. and they're going to take it out on us because mm -hmm. we're safe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And now I just need to share this with my adult children so that they can learn. Yes. Send right. them my podcast. I Start with episode one is all okay. about connection. The first 10 episodes are all about connection. And we will also have that in the show yeah. notes because I think that you are going to be a great connector um, for my parents going through divorce, which yes. maybe we could talk about that okay. a little bit now because you've gone through it. Uh, and, you know, I loved you. I saw somewhere that you said you actually got closer to your kids when you went through your divorce. I mean, I think what happened for me – was I was spending so much energy, emotional energy, on my relationship with my ex-husband that I didn't – I wasn't spending the kind of energy I needed to be spending on my kids because I was preoccupied with the dis disillusion of our relationship. Mm -hmm. and we were high school or college sweethearts, and we were together for 20-some-odd years. And so it was this – it was a big breakup, and, you know, it was really hard. And I think that once it – came through the other side a little bit, I realized, oh, I have all this time to connect with my children, to mm -hmm. be with my kids, to dive into our relationship because I was freed. My mind was freed of all of the preoccupations with my divorce. You know, let me ask you a question. Does your ex parent like you do? Yes, because we did this together before we got divorced. So there is hope for yes. all these people going through this. If I can share this information with them, this can work. But let me ask you, there are going to be some where one parent isn't going to parent like this. Married or divorced. Right. So 
So What's your advice for that? My two things. So one is I also work with parents who are divorced who dive into this together and do coaching together. So you can do that. And if your partner is willing to do it with you, it can be so great. I have three divorced, divorced, two divorcing couples and one divorced couple right now, and they're doing it. They're coming on the same page with their parenting at least. The other thing is, is that if, if you, you know, psychologists say they only, kids only need one good connected parent. One good oh, really? role model. Okay. Yeah. One good person who's on their, they just need to know somebody's on their side. Okay. So if they have one person on their side, that's enough. That's enough. So you're kind of saying that um, for parents who are divorcing and say one of the parents doesn't want to have anything to do with this, they're yelling at the kids, they're, you know, using discipline that you don't agree with, but you, choose to do it this way, that's huge to your kids. That's huge. They know someone's in their corner. And if you're married, yeah, just one. And if you're married, I'd say also like go this way and be the model. Let them see you do it. Even if you're divorced or divorcing or whatever, be the, if your, your partner or ex-partner doesn't want to get on board, be the model. And I have had, I had a recent couple who said that her, finally her ex-husband started calling her and being like, what, what are you doing over there? Because he's really into you and I, I'm feeling left out. Aww. And so then he became my client because, you know, he wanted in on the whole thing too. Yes. And, it, and so you can be the model and you can show them that this works. So no, there's no hope lost. Not at all. You know, even if they never do it, but they might. So just kind of taking care of changing how you're doing it. Yes. you. That's all you can do. Right. You know, a lot of people like to talk about co-parenting. Well, we need to co-parent and get on the same page and the same things that should be happening at my house that happened at their house. But that's not realistic. Right. Really isn't. We can't control our, our ex-partners. We we can't and and nor should we want to. And right. And I, I think this is just gonna give I just can't get over how much comfort this is gonna give people to know yeah. how important their one connection is. Yes. And it makes a huge difference in the kid's life. And right. I think that's another reason why divorce is. I'm not going to say it's good, but it's useful in that if you are spending so much time arguing with your partner around parenting, yeah. that this can free that divorce can free you from doing that because now you're parenting. Like I always say, I'm like, well, I parent how I want to because nobody's telling me what to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so that kind of feels good. And so you get when you get divorced, you get to do that. And you're also not fighting in front of your kids and your kids aren't internalizing, oh, my parents are fighting about me yep. because they're fighting about how I should be parented. And so they internalize that it's their fault. Right. And why wouldn't, why wouldn't they? You know, why wouldn't right. they? So tell me, with these parents that you're helping, are there any things that stand out with kids that are going through a divorce that our listeners that we could share that could help them. Um, any any instances that come up a lot, and yeah, I think the biggest thing is that kids don't like to go back and forth. 
They yeah. really don't. And it's hard for them. And it's like, they're p- constantly packing or unpacking, going or coming. What, what, what things are here, what things are at dad's, what things are at mom's, you know, and it's, it's really hard for them to do that. And to really empathize with them. I don't want to go to dad's. I know, honey, I get it that you don't want to go. I know it's so hard to pack up your stuff. Daddy and I are so sorry we put you in this situation. We never wanted to do this. We understand it's really hard. You can still hold the limit and say, but you got to go to dad's on Friday, but you're doing it with empathy. And this is like a prime example of a limit, right? Yeah. It's not like, pack your stuff. You got to hurry up. I told you you had to go to dad's on Friday and blah, 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 blah. It's saying, I know it sucks. And daddy and I put you here and we're sorry. Yeah. And and it's okay to be upset that you have to go back and forth. And I think the other thing too, is saying like trying to minimize the back and forth. I know our custody agreement is very willy-nilly. The kids do whatever they want. I know not a lot of people get to do that. We do. And I think, you know, that's helped them feel less stressed to just say, do you want to go to dad's this weekend? Do you not? I'll get you on Saturday if you want. Do you want me to take you to that thing? You want daddy to take you to that thing? What do you guys want? It's not about us. It's about you. Like putting the kids, you know, as your focus, as what's important, as opposed to you know, thinking about ourselves so much. Yep. And that's what I'm finding is working, you know, is putting those kids first and that's how people can work through this together. But as I'm talking to you, how long have you been divorced, Michelle? I've only been divorced for just about a year, but I've been separated for five. Okay. So it's kind of new. Um, yeah. It I took mean, us four years to get divorced, but it was just, we didn't go through it. We just didn't do it. <laughs> So did you sit down together and come up with a parenting plan? Did you, how did you, did you have a mediator? I'm just curious because it seems like it went so smoothly. I called him and said, I think we should get to divorce. And he said, okay. I said, this is what I, this is what I want. He said, okay. I said, I'm going to the courthouse and getting the paperwork and filing it, um, Good for you. No fault. And not no fault. Um, uncontested. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And you're default. Default. So I wrote up the paperwork at the courthouse with the people, with the legal aid. And I sent him the paperwork. Um, my dad actually gave him the paperwork as the as the you know, you have to have someone deliver yeah. it to him. And that was it. And you just divided up everything equally and just have, do you have a plan for your kids or do you just kind of, we did, you know, the plan has always been evolving. So it was first, it was just weekends with him because they wanted to do school with us when they were younger. And that really made sense. And then they decided, oh, I want to be Friday night at mom's house because she's closer to such and such friend. And I'm going to go to their friend's house and blah, 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 blah. So now it's like all over the place and we kind of just roll with it. But it's evolved. Yeah. And that's amazing because that is making them the focus. Yes. Because I mean, I think people set up their schedules. I, you know, they forget that what's best for your kids. 
yes. they're just doing, well, I have to do this and this on this, you know what I mean? And it's never really about that. No, and it doesn't work. And this really works for us. I mean, I do a lot of the like pick up and drop off or whatever. And he does a lot of like the weekend stuff, like driving and, and whatnot, but we're in constant communication and things are constantly changing. And that's just the way it is with them right now because they're teenagers yep. and it's working. Well, I am so happy to hear that because doing divorce different. I mean, this yeah. is what people need to hear and we're not, we don't hear it enough. We don't yeah. hear about people doing it like you do. And then, yeah. you know, for all of this to have led you to help people through these parenting issues. And, you know, like I said, I truly have felt this firsthand and I have sent your podcast to my husband. Oh, and definitely. I haven't been divorced. You're helping me and I have not been divorced. Oh, you're not divorced. I'm not. It's like, I know everyone's, that's so crazy. I have been married almost 30 years. Oh my goodness. Good I for know. you. No, I know. And, you know, I think I always felt like, oh, I need to apologize for that. But part of what I do is I want to walk people through it and get them to a good place so that they can have a great relationship in the future and kind of yeah. coach them. So being able to get this information from you is so helpful. And I will send people your way. Thank you. I, it, honestly, because um, it's key and it's so dear to my heart, this parenting. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that it's not too late for me to hear this. No, it's not. I mean, my dad does um, this parenting methodology with my girls. And he's 74. He's going to be on the podcast. I keep telling him, like, we got to find the time. But he I has totally that. changed his parenting pedagogy. He's, like, totally he connective and no more yelling. And, and he's come full circle. And he has the most incredible relationship with these girls. They, I think they love him more than me. Well, that, and, yeah. <laughs> They really do. And I, and, and he's like, they're 16 and, you know, 16 and 13 almost. And, and he can drive them anywhere. He can take them and pick them up anywhere. They're not embarrassed of him. They're on his TikTok with him. Oh, I love that. And it's he because does of this. Yeah. He does TikTok. Yeah. That's very darling. sweet. So you're, it's never too late. I have parents who come to me with 16 year old, 18 year old. I have grandparents come to me. I have parents who come to me with grown kids. It's all about connection. Yeah, I feel like the timing was perfect for me and now to be able to share it with everyone. So can you just let our listeners know how they can connect with you? Yes. Um, I'm Peace and Parenting and I'm Peace and Parenting. My biggest presence I think is on Instagram. I'm there a lot, but I also have um, a growing presence on Facebook um, and my peaceandparentingla.com is my um, website. You can find a lot of free stuff on my Instagram bio link. If you go to my bio link, I have guides. So all kinds of guides like sibling rivalry guides, special time guide, all kinds of free guides. My podcast is there, Peace and Parenting Podcast. You can find it anywhere like, you know, iTunes, uh, Amazon, yep. Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, all those places. Yep. Yeah. And I have 103 episodes, I think. So a lot of good information. I've got guests on there and other parents and mm -hmm. 
it's really good. I think the podcast is probably my most favorite work right now. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying listening to it and sending it along to my husband. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you for giving thank us you. all of that. And it'll all be in the show notes. And I'm going to stay in touch with you and let you okay. know how this progresses with my 16-year-old. Yes, please do. I want notes. I want updates. All I want right. to see how she's coming. I and, will for sure. Thank yeah. you so much, Michelle, for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for this insightful information on connecting with your kids, setting limits rather than disciplining. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.